0: is and this is my audio journal. I'm making an audio journal because sometimes writing just isn't enough, and this past decade has been a lot, and I mean that in more than just 2020 sucked type of way. From 2010 to 2020, my life has been a rollercoaster. I've been displaced, I've been homeless, I've been a lot of things. And now the end of the decade's here, and 2021 is the year I should be graduating with uh, an associate's degree. It's the year I am turning 30. It's the year. That slowly but surely it feels like things are coming together. But there's so much that's brought me here. There's so much that's shaped my journey here. And as it is mid-November, I'm getting ready for the New Year and I'm getting ready for the holidays. And a part of that, for me, has always been buying a new journal. Kind of like the planning aspect of it. Which is one major change I've experienced in the last decade. I'm much more organized. I think about how I do things, not just whether or not I want to do them. And as I am planning all this... I've come to realize a lot about myself. Starting with 2020, the word that I had chosen for this year was revive. And even though it has across the board been not the most pleasant of years, I have genuinely lived up to that word in the What feels like to me the strangest of ways. I had gone into 2020 saying, I want to revive my life. I want to restore this sense of consciousness, this this activity in my life again. And I wasn't very specific with what type of activity. I just wanted to feel like I was active. And then about two months after beginning of that new year we all got sent to quarantine and i was no longer at work and at that point things weren't looking too good for me um i had a manager outright tell me that because of my race he had set all these terrible things in action throughout all of 2019
1: that i had no
0: idea like to me they were all a random series of events And finding out in the beginning of 2020, this one manager was purposely doing these things. It was really shocking. And then we went into quarantine, and it was like, the world was ending. And then I found... I don't want to say, like, I found a way through it, but I found... I guess I found myself in a weird place, and I embraced it. That's the best way that I can put it. I embraced the the uncertainty of it all. I started hanging out on Discord a lot. Mind you, I've had a Discord since Discord was a thing, since it came into being. Me and my brother have our own server where we just kind of do sibling things. We send each other me like for literally years. We have sent each other random memes, random things to where most of our conversations take place. It's like a little getaway. But this was the first time I used it for connecting with people outside of just us being siblings. Uh, he had added me to this group that he was in and In the past six months I've become really close with the guys in that group. There's a couple of girls but they don't really use it too often and that's fine. Wherever you find community is perfectly fine. But it gave me a reason to get up in the morning and it gave me a sense of purpose. Granted I had just started going back to school Um, I transferred a lot of my credits into this one college in Delaware, and I did have a sense of purpose, but that social connection gave me me a reason to hop on the computer, because there'd be someone there to say hi to. And it opened up a world of communication, because before whenever i saw community online it was always in blogs it was always in forums it was always writing never speaking never face to face and and this really changed that you know it switched it up i for the first time in my entire life literally from pre-kindergarten all the way through college. For the first time, I made Dean's List. I took five classes, and I I could never take three classes and do well in all three. And here I was taking five college classes, easing them. Everything had a sense of revival in my life this year. Um... And there were some scares. Um, I, knock on wood, didn't catch coronavirus as far as my knowledge is. And I have been tested a few times because I have, um, I had to go pick up things that I left in other states when I became homeless. Um, I had quite a bit of work to do and the time off from work allowed me to do those things. Um... But as a result and a precaution, I did have to get tested. So I was lucky in that regard. I did go into kidney failure midway through the year for unknown specified reasons. Um, When I had gone to the ER originally, they told me, oh, you, you have a UTI. But when I pointed out that I had literally seen a gynecologist a month before and no such thing was found, It was very quickly noted that something else, something wrong is happening with my body. And I still don't know what that is. It's a still big mystery of why parts of my body is failing. Uh, I throw up every day to every other day. There is not a week that has gone by. And I want to say two years that I haven't thrown up. But since my kidney failure episode, it's definitely like ranked up and how often that happens. Um, to the point where now I realize it. Like before it happened, retrospectively, I think about it and I'm like, wow, wait a second. I I spent most of my time homeless and most of my time like when I was in transition. Um growing up and that's that's not normal <laughs> but it took me having to be admitted to a hospital this year to really figure out that, that wasn't normal and because of that I've had to focus a little bit more on my health and a little bit more on my mental health because I do have uh, clinical uh, suicidal depression and I have had to make the time to check in with myself and that's when I realized that the healthiest times in my life regardless of housing or health have always been the times when I've journaled and uh, I love bullet journaling I started well over five years ago but The aspect of writing consistently, like I used to before I started bullet journaling, it's like it's run away from me. It's gone. The last real time I did it was 2010, maybe even a little before 2010, 2009, and I want to I want to be able to express myself in that way again. Just endless streams of thought and experiences and letting it go. And that's when audio journaling came to mind. My father is legally blind. He's not blind-blind, like he can see, but he has severe dyslexia, among other things. So he is considered legally blind. And he's always gotten cassettes, mixtapes, all sorts of things with books and journals and things. And one of the last times I spoke to him, he was like, hey, you, you should try audio journaling. That might help you really, really express yourself. Because that's part of what's gone so well this year is I was able to talk and that's not something I get to do very often. And when I say I don't get to do it very often, I don't mean it in a nobody talks me type of way, but I never get to talk as myself. I work an entertainment job. It's considered entertainment, the type of job, but what I do is not necessarily like there there is an entertainment department I'm not in that department Um, but it's heavy theming, it's heavy uh, being a character for people while you work Um, but due to that I don't I don't necessarily get to be myself I get to be this character for work you know And I learned very, very quickly that there are certain things that make people very uncomfortable. And one of them is simply straight up asking them to be respectful. That's hard for people these days. So I've just learned to not say anything. And it's funny because recently this one girl at work was like, oh my god, I'm having conversations with me, she told this to another cast member, and it was funny because I'm like, that's because you're actually saying things, and I'm responding, and I'm not even responding, like, in death or anything, I'm just, okay, uh uh-huh, sounds problematic for you. So for me, it's been very interesting. back to the point um, I didn't realize how much voice was important to me until this year so I feel like I really did live to that word of revival of finding a way to restore my sense of being this year and it's helped me now that I'm back at work. Now that I am... I'm gearing up for a six-week work week. Six-week? No. Six-day work week. Um, normally we work five. I've been scheduled to six. And the overtime is going to be beautiful. The holidays are coming up. I definitely want to spoil my friends and family. So I'm okay with this. But at the same time... Um, there's been a lot that has made me reflect and realize that I need to continue to embrace these changes and these insights on myself to continue to not just feel better, but to continue to progress in a way that makes me feel comfortable and where I'm going in life and where I want to be. into the 2020s, there's a lot that I feel less naive about than when I went into the 2010s, and I really want to carry that theme with me into the 2020s. I, I guess it really is something about aging that makes you reflect on your connections with others, with your family, with your ancestors, and because of that, I've decided that the paper journal that I ordered that I will hopefully be, uh, keeping up with alongside this audio journal that I'm creating, uh, one of the overlying themes that I have found and finding something that fits for me is just those connections. The journal that I have ordered, it's very, very reminiscent of, a journal that my grandmother bought me when I was young my grandmother this is gonna sound odd but she was a Wiccan or Wiccan leaning is what I would describe it as because she wasn't quite like ah, uh, yes uh, the code and everything like no but she was Wiccan leaning and so she had bought me this celestial journal in the mid 90s when I was like six or seven years old and it had all these moons and suns and stars and um because I am mixed race and on my father's side black indigenous Puerto Ricans um they were very very uh And more accurately, my grandfather was very, very, you are Native, and it's something you have to embrace about yourself, because other people, for one, aren't going to care, but for two, they are simply, they're going to look down on that. So you have to have the pride in yourself for it. Um, But because of that, I remember she sent me this journal, and she sent me a couple of books. One was a Wiccan book. One was a Native American shaman book. And another one was this Daino book that was, like, compared to what I know today versus what I knew back then, it it was very, like, my grandmother was trying to not just give me a bit of what she believed, but she was trying to do, um, She was just trying to go above and beyond and, like, encompass all the things I should consider. Like, she already knew, uh, my parents, my mom, and my dad, they are, I would say, Buddhist-leaning. Uh, now that they're in their older age, they have completely evolved into full-blown Buddhism. Uh, when they lived in California for a bit, they... They, uh, they started going to the temples there and they are so beautiful, but they also believe in re- teaching religion without boundaries is what I like to call it. So like I had a, um, a Catholic Bible, but I also had a, um, I would call it a general Bible, like the general stories without the specific leanings of retelling. Um, but we also talked about the Quran. We also talked about Judaism. We, we, we covered a lot of these things. So my grandmother kind of saw it as her responsibility to be the one to discuss spirituality outside of the standard religion. And so I found this book uh, it's by Peter Popper Press, uh, called The Celestial Dot Matrix Notebook, and when I saw it, it instantly had this connection where it's the right shade of blue that, that journal my grandmother sent me was. It's gold, it doesn't have any moons, it's just a sun with, uh with stars and planets and things like that around it. Um, But it is beautiful, and I thought it would be a beautiful start to the 2020s and my hopeful, consistent return to journalism, because it alludes to the journal that started journaling for me, but also it has the elegance of that i am an adult now i i'm going into my 30s soon i will be beyond just simple moon and stars and suns there's a whole universe out there so i bought this journal and i'm very excited it's going to be a hard cover which I love. My last journal uh, that I've been using for the last two years was a small, soft-covered notebook which I haven't really filled up but that doesn't mean I'm going to cast it aside. I'm probably going to use it for trying out ideas and I'm still keeping track of some goals that are left when I started this journal so I will likely keep doing that in this journal. But um, one of the things i didn't like about it is like i had a hard time keeping my pages straight and trying to accommodate them but i did learn a couple of um uh, i guess for me things that worked when i got through parts of my journal like um there are parts that i have taped with washi tape not like one single page to have like no like I went through 2019. I'm done with it, but I also don't want to get rid of those pages. So I used washi tape to literally bind those pages together, so it's all one big section. And if I really want to review it, I can cut it open, and I can review it. And it has happened twice now, where. Um, because I wrote about quite a bit of my work troubles in it. Uh, When I had to put in a formal report this year, I had to cut these pages open to review specifically what I had written down. So I found taping these segments together to be incredibly helpful. Um, I also found that I liked having different types of washi tape. Like, I had one solid gold, I had a polka dot, I had... A, what I call a zigzag hemming bone type of pattern, and then I had like these, uh, like boxy types. Having all these different types gave me the opportunity to like properly block things versus, oh, this is an actual page to note. Uh, when I did my post-quarantine, like, okay, we're going back to work page, that's like a completely bolden page. Whenever I close the journal, you can actively see it because that was, that was a big change. Um, and in a weird way, it's like, yes, that's actually when my kidney failure problems started coming up. So it's weirdly accurate looking at it visually. But yeah yeah, um, I'm hoping to get back to that theming and in that theming of family and ancestry and just going forward, being less naive. Um, I'm thinking about switching up the word of the year for an image of the year. Right? Something I'm striving towards, you know, like like I had said, revive was my word for 2020, and I genuinely did that for myself. And for 2021, I think I'm going to pick a tarot card and have that be my card of the year, what I'm working forward to. I have been thinking about this for about a week now, and I I'm still very, 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 very um, uncertain what I'm going to pick. I, at first, thought about picking temperance because of balance and moderation and being sensible, but I felt like that was too... I would say too tame for going along with revival. Like I feel revived. And next year I want to continue to focus on my studies and I want to flourish academically. I want to do so much better emotionally than before. Like in the twenty tens, social media was it was a bit overwhelming. Because I just, honestly, I didn't have enough of a, of a a thick skin for it. But like this weekend, for example, um, I just outright said I didn't like this one tattoo somebody posted because I feel like being indigenous, it was inappropriate. And literally overnight, I got over 300 mentions on Facebook of people who it literally ranges from I'm Native and I think this is okay to my Native friend told me this is okay to you don't gatekeep Indigenous things. And it's like, well, first off, gatekeeping is about community gatekeeping. And if you're white and you're not Native whatsoever, that's not called gatekeeping. That's that's something entirely different. Um, yeah, no, I've heard every trope over in the book this past 24 hours. And honestly, it doesn't feel bad. It, it's like, okay, you all got very upset that out of, I believe it's 160 comments on this photo, one person said they didn't like it. Okay take the criticism. Like, I am one person, and I absolutely don't speak for every Indigenous person. And you know what? There are people who feel like these things are okay. And that's okay, but... And it's absolutely okay for them to also say that they like it, which they did. That's fine. But it's also absolutely okay for others, like myself, to say we don't like it. Now, had I sat there and called it names, called the girl names, like that would have been a different story. That would be aggressive. That would be very unkind. But me sitting there saying it's a bad tattoo because, uh, it, it, it harms communities that are real living people. Um, that's constructive criticism and y'all are just going to have to learn to live with it. Like if this is the beginning of 2020 or not 2020, 2010, um I feel like my feelings on receiving so much uh so much anger uh, would have been entirely different. But today I'm just like, dope. You're angry. You're going to have to get over yourself. Bye. So yeah, like back to the <laughs> tarot conversation. I just I don't think Temperance is going to be it for me. Um but the star that that might be it. Or the sun. Or another big contender for me has been the world, this feeling of wholeness that's going to be like, like that might actually be it. But I don't know, like I am still considering what it is I want out of next year. And for me, that also means looking at realistically what's going on in my life, like realistically i want to finish this time next year i want to be finishing my last classes and graduating with my associates to go into the bachelor's program that i want to do that is something i want by this time next year so i know i'm gonna need focus i know i'm gonna need to create stable structures you know um I also know that I want to continue to feel whole and continue to embrace myself. And in that way, I... I feel like the overall archetypes that the standard Terra para- meanings, have truly apply to my life, and that's why I want to pick one of them. Um, I think that's going to be my big... When you open up the journal, that's going to be the first thing you see. It's going to be that card. I'm also going to design the card. I'm going to draw it onto the book. So I'm also considering how I'm going to do that. I had made myself some about five years no four years ago there are black and white cards black cards with gold and silver on top I used I used a little bit too thick of a marker to do them but uh, they were really important to me and some of them I did change what was on them because as much as I liked learning with the standard um red or white cards, uh, some of them I just felt like could, for me, could be presented differently. I had a collection of mine, I never made it, but like, I had a, a set that I drew, like, uh, on sketching paper, I did a whole set, uh, sketched out, where it was literally different star compilations and different, um, parts of the galaxy, for each one, and I'm still very, very attached to that symbolism, even though I never actually made those cards, um, so that's a possibility going forward. This episode is currently getting incredibly long, so let's wrap this up! My goal for this audio journal is to journal once a week. I keep telling myself it shouldn't be hard to sit down and just ramble about whatever's on your chest once a week. Guaranteed, there'll be something. Um, Even if it's small and nobody really cares about it but me, that's the reality. That's what this audio journal is for. This is so that I can listen to it, couple months from now and be like, oh yeah, that's why I did that. Or, oh yeah, that's how angry I was. Um, it's for me. So I'm gonna try for myself to make the time to do this. I want to keep with my theme of growth and ancestral awareness and just being myself. Um, So I'm going to name this audio journal Chaos Bate. Chaos because the journal that I've been working on, that I've been using um, for the last two years, the cover of it actually says organized chaos, and that's something a lot of people have described about me, that, oh, you're incredibly organized, but oh my god, you're also incredibly chaotic, what the heck. it's just me in that light but uh, I'm going with Baté because uh, of my own indigenous roots and rising and just it's it's special it's a journal and it's where I want to come and talk about the events of my life. It's where I want to come and play around with ideas around these events and my feelings about them. It's it's my personal buddy and because of that that's why I'm going to name it chaos buddy because I know it's life is not all positivity, all negativity. It's it's chaos. It's a lot of things. And whenever you rule everything good in your life as positivity, sometimes that's not always the case. Just like whenever you rule everything that you don't like as negativity, you are definitely just ruining your chances to get better, to to grow as a person. And I think that's something that a lot of people have, are... Uh, having a hard time swallowing in the 2010s like if I tell you I don't like XYZ for ABC reasons that's not being negative there's reasons to it and you don't have to agree but to just paint it all as negativity denies yourself that growth um It'd be different if, like, we're talking harassment or things like that. Those are different than just expressing a difference in opinion, you know? Um. But, yeah. That's it. This is my wrap-up. I will hopefully see you next week. Bye!